This is the Wu Wei Wisdom Podcast, our weekly no-nonsense life lessons aimed to inspire you to master your emotional and spiritual health, achieve balance, harmony, and flow, and rediscover the authentic and awesome you. We're your hosts, David James Lees and Alexandra Lees. Do you often shut yourself off and withdraw from meaningful and deeper relationships with other people. Perhaps you believe you need to pull away, you need to isolate yourself in order to emotionally protect yourself in some way. But the consequence of doing this means that you can often end up lonely and craving contact and connection. Well, in this teaching, we'll be explaining why you pull away from relationships, how your inner child is involved, and what you can do starting today to start to build healthy and authentic relationships that will really enhance your happiness. Okay, David, so how does this habit of pulling away from relationships manifest in your clients? What are the typical signs and symptoms? Well, it's almost what you said in the introduction, Alex. It's it's um, people who can go so deep into a relationship that at some stage they kind of pull away. And so they create a circle of uh, being in many relationships, perhaps being in that for months or maybe years and then at a certain stage they want to escape and get away it could be that people can't find a meaningful relationship so they're very superficial they they lightly date people or they have many people on the go or they're going out with the friends but they can't go deeper and really it's the key word here as you explained is a relationship and i know we've done several Uh, I think we did a series on love and relationship, which I'd really recommend you having a look at. But if you have a look at the word relationship, it means the ability to relate. And so it's this ability to be able to relate on a very deep emotional level. So as the relationship gets deeper and then your emotions become more involved and your partner's emotions become more involved, there's a difficulty there in finding the balance and harmony. And would you say this, let's call it a habit for now, or you may correct me on that. <laughs> I, call it, I call it a choice, you Okay, say. so would you say this choice to pull away from relationships uh, applies also to meaningful and deeper friendships as well as... Yes. In terms of the, if someone has a propensity to pull away from romantic relationships, they also make the same choices in their friendships. Their friendships never get deep or meaningful or or too close. They don't want people close to them in general. That's right, because then, as you mentioned, the inner child, um, for those of you who know our teaching, the inner child is your subconscious mind, a part of your subconscious mind. When a friend or a loved one, could be even family members, the inner child will then start to run the script Oh, they're going to let us down. They won't be there for you. They want too much from you. It's not fair. It's not balanced. You're always giving. You're always pleasing them. They're not pleasing you. They're not looking after you. So the inner child will be running this script. And this is not a relationship. The ability to relate 
If this is happening, it's the inner child saying, I what what I want what I want when I want it. So it's the inner child part of your mind running another script that you need something. They have to show you something. This has to be a constant test. And we've used a word, and I think it's really good in this thing. The the inner child always wants to be future proofed. It wants to know in the future that this if I take this deeper. Will this be okay? Is this going to work out? And the answer is, I don't know, or it won't. So the inner child will look for the slip road, the escape route, always then looking for things to blame, to criticize, to compare. Oh, they're not as good as somebody else, or look what they keep on doing. So those that's the inner child trying to find excuses and justifications to pull away from the relationship. David, I'm wondering whether there's like a slightly more complex setup here. I, I, I totally get the idea that the inner child wants to be future-proofed. It wants to keep you safe and away from harm. And so it wants to know the future. But in parallel to that desire the inner child has, it's almost like the inner child runs these worst-case scenarios so the at all the while the inner child is looking for safety protection future proofing but it's also running worst case scenarios if i get deeper with this person if i share too much personal information with this person if i open myself up to this person if i make myself vulnerable to this person then they are going to leave me it'll expose me they won't like me they will treat me badly and so it sets itself on a a belief that there's going to be a bad outcome it's also seeking total protection so those two things combined means that it does take the the early exit route as you say exactly what you just described is the emotional pendulum the two ends so the inner child as i said earlier wants it the way it wants it when it wants it so it wants everything in the way that it believes as you said in the in, in the introduction safe or protected it wants that journey it wants to project a, a, a journey because as you was explaining that there's all there's also the the inner child says that if they know too much about me if they they'll talk about me they'll compare me with others i'll never meet their standards i won't meet my own standards so you see how the inner child gets this idea about everything being the way and they're in control this is the idea of the inner child they want to be in control but as we talk in many of our videos it's normally based emotionally so how can you be emotionally protected when you are the creator of your emotions? You see the fundamental flaw here. This is so important to understand that. You hear me say it on every video because it's so important. If you agree that you create your emotions, nothing wrong with creating emotions. They're natural, normal, you should create them. But other people are not creating emotions in your body. Other people do not create emotions and send them through the air into your body. How can you be protected from emotions that you create? And then this then increases the emotional pendulum. Just the story that you run 
On one side, the child wants to be loved and be in a loving, calm, balanced relationship where they're never exposed, where they're never vulnerable, where everything goes the way they want it. But on the other side, they see and they future-proof and they see problems. They're always looking to pick forth. They're always looking, oh, I know how this is going to go. Oh, this is like my last relationship. Oh, they talked about me. I don't like the way they're looking at me. Oh, I know what they're thinking. So this is the two sides of the emotional pendulum. And this is what we're trying to explain and clear up in this this teaching here. It's very important to understand the characteristics of the part of your mind that I call the inner child. And David, before we go on to talk about solutions and correcting this problem so that we can have deeper and meaningful relationships, I really, I'd like to know where does this, you know, is this a choice rather than habit? Does this come from childhood? Like, is it because something our parents taught us that we need to protect ourselves, that people will do the dirty on us, people will let us down, so you don't want to get too close to people? Or, you know, does it come from watching our parents? Where does this typically come from? Well, kind of all of the above that you just said, Alex. So, first of all, let's talk about habit. Now, I do not like the word habit. Because habit makes you the victim. It's almost like you have no control. Oh, this is just my nature is another one I constantly hear. I tell you another one I constantly hear when I ask, why do you do that? I don't know why. Do you say this? I don't know why I do this. Why do I keep doing this? So all of these words, habit, I don't know why, it's my nature. Here's another one I hear constantly. It's ingrained. It's ingrained. I can't stop it. You see, all of this type of talk is what I call victim statements. You're making yourself a victim to your own beliefs. And that's why I prefer to use the word choose. You choose to do this. What this does, it's a very subtle but powerful technique. Because rather than being a victim, now you have to be accountable. And this puts you onto the golden thread. Our self-inquiry technique, we've done many videos on it. Then you can ask yourself, why do I choose that? Isn't that a better question? Rather than poor me, I'm the victim. I can't help it. I don't know why I do it, David. It's just one of those things. It's my nature. It's, it, it's, it's a habit. I can't, I can't help it. You see how you're the victim? Change that word to, I choose to do this. Now you can ask yourself the question, why do you choose to do this? So what you're saying is, why do I choose to protect myself? Why do I choose to pull away? Why do I choose to only go so deep with friendships or romantic relationships? And then do we then get down to something in childhood then? Exactly. So when you start to to do that, now you're on the golden thread. This is how it should sound. Why do I do this? I do this because. Now, do not use a feel word here. I do this because I'm scared. I do this because I'm frightened. I do this because of whatever. Take accountability. I do this because I think he's going to let me down. I think she's going to let me down. Why do you believe she's going to let you down? And that takes you down the golden thread. And then that gets you to where you said, this will nearly always, not every case, I can't say 100%, 
But I would say my experience, high 90%, lead you down to childhood experiences. Then as you said, Alex, it's either something that you've witnessed, you've seen, you've seen your parents, your extended family, you've been taught this. A, a mother or a father says, oh, you've got to watch yourself, you've got to do this, you've got to do that. Men, women will always let you down. This is a teaching that you've received at a very early age. And it's been infiltrated into your belief system. It's not even your belief. It's someone else's belief. And this is why the golden thread, I would put it this strong, can be life-changing. Because it allows you, firstly, to examine your beliefs. That's the first question I ask my clients. Are your beliefs actually your beliefs? Do you hold to them to be true? So it can be that, as you've said. But it also could be that something has happened. One of your parents have left. You keep moving schools. Or I've got a client just I'm working with now. Her father was in the army and she was constantly on the move and she could never get settled and she would make friends and then she would leave friends and and the whole childhood was disruptive. And so it could be that you've been taught this or it could be a personal experience that you've encountered. But both of those now have formed your belief system. And your belief system acts like a filter and you filter everything that's going on And again, as I said at the top of the teaching, the inner child then steps in and kind of future-proofs you. Oh, I know how this is going to end up, so let's find the escape door. And I would say, David, it it kind of becomes compounding because as a child, we may have taken a belief either directly from what our parents have said to us or by observation, we've kind of drawn our own childlike conclusions We've held on to that belief, negative belief about what happens if we get close in relationships. And then as we've grown up, the inner child seeks confirmation bias. So it looks for evidence in your life, in other people's lives, that to support the belief, this belief is correct. Look how their relationship failed. Look how my best friend uh, had a totally disastrous outcome to, to that friendship she held dear. Look at what happened to me in my last relationship. So then it builds a like a a, a really robust, heavy structure on top of the foundational belief. And so it becomes harder and harder and harder as time goes by to dismantle this structure, which supports the faulty belief that relationships are not a good thing. I need to protect myself. I agree with everything you've just said there, Alex. And I think that's so important um, because I call it the self-fulfilling prophecy. You create a belief, a a philosophy, a a prophecy, and it becomes self-fulfilling. Many of my clients will use this when I say, give me the evidence you can't have a good relationship. And they'll reel off all everything you've just said. But that's the consequences of your belief. Change your belief, the consequences change. But if you use the consequences to reinforce the belief, This is the carousel of despair. And as you said, it just gets stronger and stronger and stronger. Because you dismiss or you don't look at all the positive examples, you only cherry pick 
the negative examples that prove your belief. And that's why getting down to the core belief, I call the first domino. You know, when you see all those dominoes spread out, you have to get to the first domino. What do you believe? Why do you believe it? That's very important, very simple, little thing to think about. And you could write this on a piece of paper, just get an A4 piece of paper, put a line down the center and say, what do I believe? Relationships will always go wrong. Why do I believe that? What is my kind of evidence and my background? And then, as Alex said, it will be, don't go to consequences of believing it. Don't go to what happens when you do believe it. Why did you believe that? Because you wasn't born with that belief. That's a belief you inherited very early in your childhood. And to go back to childhood and identify the why, do we have to, because a lot of people ask us this, do we have to pinpoint a certain incident, a certain moment, a certain time when our mother or father said something to us? Or is it just the general uh, vibe that I was brought up in a household or an environment where uh, my father was very critical of uh, women or or romantic relationships or my mother was constantly having unsuccessful relationships so it doesn't have to be something tight and specific because a lot of people are concerned oh I just don't have strong memories of my childhood but it could just be the general feel or vibe that you got from the environment that you grew up on in terms of how you think about relationships now yeah that's, a, that's an interesting and a difficult question to answer because for some clients it can be either of those it can be uh, an actual teaching that your mother or father said don't trust men don't trust women and it's been enforced or as you quite rightly say more lightly and the majority of the time it's what I call the environment what you see around you that background chatter that you hear your parents your family your grandparents and it's like the environmental impact that affects your belief system so the answer to your uh, to your question it could be both of those you don't doesn't have to be one or the other but you could say why do i believe relationships go wrong it's because i've only ever seen relationships go wrong in my childhood i never saw a happy relationship now then you can ask does that mean there can't be a happy relationship and that allows you to interrogate your belief system to see if it's robust and aligned with you and your spirituality that I call Shen, of your worth and your value. Because I can tell you when we finish this, it will always come down to Shen, your innate value and worth. How much do you value yourself in relationships? Because if you're valuing yourself, then the idea of being protected from an emotion that you create becomes almost redundant it doesn't make sense and so david in this so we go back we consider our childhood environment uh, we question it mm-hmm. we ask ourselves what is the truth here we, we we've drawn childhood conclusions about relationships now we're going back with fresh adult mature worldly eyes to re-examine the conclusions we drew and I'm also wondering, you know, this confirmation bias choice or habit we got into to looking for evidence and we blinker ourselves off from 
all the good things that are in relationships, all the good relationships that are happening around us, all the good friendships, the deeper fulfilling friendships that are happening around us. Do we also need to take off the blinkers and not just constantly focus on uh, finding evidence to support the faulty belief, to open ourselves up to the abundance of beautiful relationships, beautiful friendships that are happening all around us and have the potential to happen. Yes, and that goes back what you just explained is the emotional pendulum, the two extremes. So the inner child part of your mind will always want to offer you the two extremes. And really to find the abundance is to come into Wu Wei, into the center of the pendulum. This is where you'll find the abundance that you just mentioned. This is where you'll find your flow. This is where you'll find your connection. I know all these are kind of words, but this is when you're in and you get that feeling that you can create of oneness, of peace, of tranquility. You won't get that feeling from the extremes because you'll be either looking for problems, future-proving yourself, or isolating yourself, shutting yourself down, and you swing from one end of the pendulum to the other. So when you're doing the golden thread, and you get into the core of your childhood and your understanding, remember what I say on most videos, you cannot change what you don't understand. So the first and most important step to take is emotional education, is understanding yourself where this comes from understanding the beliefs are not set in stone we change our beliefs almost daily because you have a belief it doesn't mean to say you can't change a belief and this is what owning the belief is so important because you should be able to answer the question what do you believe why do you believe it? You should be able to answer that. You should be able to say something like, I, I believe relationships will never work. Why do you believe that? Because my mother and father's relationship has never worked. Well, you wouldn't say that because that doesn't make sense because their relationship doesn't make work. It doesn't mean say your relationships won't work. And that's why doing this work is the emotional education. It allows you, as Alex has just said in this teaching, to widen your focus, not to look through it through the eyes of a six, seven, eight-year-old child, just seeing the extremes of the pendulum. It allows you to focus and see the whole of the pendulum, and then it puts you in control. Brilliant. Thank you, David. I think that's a really hopeful message that these beliefs, which have so profoundly affected our life, are not set in stone. And I know when you work with clients, you help them change beliefs that they've had for many decades and it really transforms their life. That's right, and, and that's very important because that's part of the process that the inner child will tell you, Alex. It'll tell you, oh, we're stuck with these beliefs now. These beliefs can't change, but surely you must recognize you are more and worth more than a set of beliefs that may be in, in, inherited. That's what I said at the end of this it will always come down to what I call Shen, your innate value and worth. You are worth more than walking in someone else's footsteps. You are worth more than being controlled by your emotions. And this is what this teaching is about. So first of all, before you concentrate on getting a relationship, a 
uh, communication with other people. Make sure you've got the relationship with your inner child. Make sure that's strong. Make sure that's connected. Make sure you're walking in your truth, in your honesty, in your integrity. Work on your relationship with you. Make sure your beliefs are what you believe. And you can justify them and tell people why you believe them. That will be the first step. And that will clear the emotions and allow you to build much more healthier and happier relationship with others. Thank you, David. And I will put links in the show notes to our Love and Relationships playlist our inner child work and inner child reparenting playlist and also a link to teachings we've done on the emotional pendulum. Thank you so much for listening to this week's Wu Wei Wisdom Life Lesson. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and please rate and review us to help us grow. If you'd like to work one-to-one with David, He supports clients all over the world every week via video call. You can learn more about David's consultations, plus our online events, offers and gifts on our website, wuwaywisdom.com. You can also meet and share with us in our private Facebook group, on our YouTube channel and on Instagram. Search for Wu Wei Wisdom and you'll find us. Until next time, stay happy, healthy, and in your flow.